0: It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM.
1: You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM.
0: So I think it's fair to say that for some people, catering for a non-meat eater over the Christmas period may bring some challenges. Well, last week, I spoke to the fabulous Holly White, who has been a vegan for nine years and has great advice to put your mind at rest. Let's have a listen. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up.
1: Delicious. Mmm. Holly, how are you today? Never better. It is a delight to chat with you about basically my favorite subject and my career, which is vegan food. And your
0: ethos is about making healthy vegan cooking tasty, easy and fun. And if anybody goes to your website, they'll see an array of recipes there with fabulous photographs, which would inspire anybody to go plant-based. But let's talk about your journey first and why you decided to eliminate meat dairy, everything that you don't have whenever you're plant-based, because it's about nine years ago since you went vegan.
1: Yes, it's exactly that. Um I grew up eating a very traditional diet, you know, meat and veg. What I will say that I know I was very lucky, um, in that uh, my mom would have cooked our meals at home. So I think sort of by osmosis, I grew up kind of naturally kind of seeing her kind of chopping onions or preparing uh, dishes, but on my diet it would have been very traditional, a roast on a Sunday, a spaghetti bolognese, all of the, I suppose, standard, um, Things that we kind of normally are familiar with eating. And then it was when I was 31, I watched a documentary called Cowspiracy. And if I'm honest, I am very much a product of city living. I had absolutely no idea how the meat came to arrive within my supermarket. One thing I will say is I had always been aware of what I ate and how I felt. And I kind of had found that there were certain things that I used to crave, such as kind of really creamy, very rich sort of dairy focused desserts, how I used to crave them. But I really had to acknowledge that they didn't agree with my digestion. And once I became aware of the environmental impact and also saw some just being honest, sort of more grim factory farming kind of conditions and circumstances, and became aware of the fact that something had to die in order to land up wrapped up, packaged perfectly in cling film in my supermarket. I became a little bit more conscious about the choices that I wanted to make and that also coincided with the rise of certain food bloggers like say for example Delicious Cielo would have been a huge inspiration to me highlighting how you actually could eat a plant-focused diet Um, and to be honest for me overnight I made quite a big change and I cut out um, meat and dairy from my diet. I stayed eating fish for about six months most especially in restaurants because at that time places didn't know what A vegan was. And also, I wasn't sure if it was a choice I wanted to make. But being honest, I started to feel so much better. I felt that light kind of come back into my life and my body. And more importantly, I felt I was eating a much wider range of foods and I was feeling better. I think one of the main challenges of going
0: vegan is about getting protein into your diet because for a lot of people, they are getting their protein from meat from fish from dairy products such as cheese so how did you approach that challenge to ensure that you were getting enough protein in your diet
1: you raise a really really good point and i think one of the things that i find even now whenever i'm eating out in restaurants and um, a lot of chefs can approach vegan food in a very reductive way in that they might take a salad they'll remove the Chicken, they'll remove the feta, but they're not substituting it in with something. And I think being honest, we don't necessarily grow up being familiar with vegan protein sources. And once I became committed to this lifestyle, um, two of the more sort of important qualifications I got were uh, one, I became certified in plant-based um nutrition from Cornell University, and also I did a vegan ketogenic diploma. And the ketogenic diet is very interesting because it's higher fat, medium protein, lower carb as a ratio, whereas traditionally a lot of vegan food that I saw, as you... You know, kind of uh, identified there was very, very high carb without a huge focus on proteins. So it involved two steps. One was becoming familiar with what are vegan protein sources. So that is your beans, your pulses, your lentils. Then there's um other vegan protein sources such as tofu and tempeh. Then there's looking at other things such as um like tahini paste and using lots of nuts and seeds and integrating them into uh, dressings. And the key thing was is how could I find a way of getting healthy vegan protein into every meal um, and that definitely made a difference but there was an awareness I needed to find of what are vegan protein sources and to how can I make them delicious and how can I easily um, involve them into all of my meals so simple things like one of the points that you made was meat is a complete protein source and within vegan proteins some of them aren't complete a simple tip that is that hemp seeds contain all essential aminos and they're very neutral in flavor. So what you can actually do is, even if you're making a granola or a smoothie or a salad, taking a couple of tablespoons of hemp seeds and just adding them into a dish increases the protein. And there's also protein powders if people are making a lot of smoothies. Let's say, for example, they were doing a lot of training and wanted an easy, convenient way of getting protein. But for me, I start to kind of look at ingredients um in a more original form in terms of integrating them into my diet
0: and there is a lot more information out there now than there would have been 30 40 years ago whenever I was a teenager so I think there there are more younger people saying I'm going plant-based and they come home and they they tell their their parents I'm vegan now and it can cause a bit of a a tizz in in the home kitchen because parents are thinking okay well what does this mean and what can you eat and you know where am I going to get the ingredients for for the things that you're prepared to eat and that protein I think there's a lot more education now about the importance of protein because a lot of vegans probably were presented with a salad with no protein in it and it might be very low calories and low carb but there's no protein in it and that's what we need to make us feel full basically, like carbs will make you feel full in in the, the short term, but you need the protein in the, in the long term. So Christmas is coming and some families might be entertaining and might have somebody who doesn't eat turkey, can't eat the gravy or won't eat the, the gravy because obviously it's made with turkey juices, et cetera. Tell me, what do you eat on Christmas day? Like what do you enjoy on Christmas day?
1: Well, first and foremost, you brought up a really important point there, Um, because I have done quite a lot of cooking classes over the years. And sometimes there might have been a younger member of a family and a parent. And I will always say, if this is a choice that you have made, you can't put that burden on anyone else. And if you're part of a busy family environment, um, ideally, I try and suggest think in terms of food. Assembly. Say, for example, if a family is making, you know, a big vegetable curry, have two protein options. So maybe it's just some um stir fried chicken, and then there's some tofu separately. So the base ingredients are the same, but also I do say to people, you know, if this is a lifestyle choice that you've made, if no one else in your family identifies as vegan, if you're already in a busy household, take responsibility for your choices. Um, there's so much information online. There are so many cooking classes, um, and you have to be aware that you've made an antisocial choice. You know, I still can't walk into every single news agent or petrol station and find good, healthy vegan food. I have to take responsibility for the choice that I've made and know if I'm going to go on a long, hard journey, I need to take snacks. If I'm going to someone's house, I will always offer to bring a dish. I never wanted to be that person that someone kind of eye roll and go, Oh God, what do we need to prepare for Holly? Um, ideally what I try and do is offer to bring a dish, make it delicious, and nothing makes me happier than when people are going, ooh, can I try a bit of that? That's amazing. You know, it's attraction, it's not promotion. Um, And to answer your question, in terms of dishes that I eat, um, obviously we're trying to make vegetables absolutely delicious. It's about putting a bit more time, a bit more effort into them. Uh, Dips and dressings can make a huge difference. Like I love truffle oil, Um, things like if people wanted to make, you can do a really, really beautiful, like a butternut squash Wellington, or maybe a mushroom Wellington. In terms of gravy, as long as you get a really, really good stock, um, you can make a really flavoursome gravy as well. So if I was going to someone's house, I would probably bring a veg dish, I might bring a portion of a mushroom or butternut squash Wellington, and I would bring my own gravy. And in an ideal world, people will go, that looks amazing, can we give it a try?
0: Absolutely. And and you you are very passionate about your dishes looking delicious. And if anybody goes to your website, they'll Mm -hmm. see a lot of recipes there and everything looks amazing.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I view vegan food as very like it's very life giving. And I think regardless of, you know, whatever diet, friends or ideology is out there I've never read any sort of a book that had a focus on health and nutrition that didn't emphasize the importance of plants within our diet so whether they form the bulk of your plate or whether they just form a portion of your plate I'm all about how can we make our vegetables delicious because funnily enough I didn't eat any vegetables until I was 12 when I was younger added to total aversion all I ate was white potatoes and peas and I think you know what I'm really trying to do now is go, hang on a minute. Had I been able to sort of blend fruit together into a really delicious smoothie, would that have been easier? Um, on Monday I had a day where I was shooting content and we did these absolutely incredible um breaded cauliflower, uh roasted, they're sort of like cauliflower wings and a tahini dip. And, I would have eaten them almost the way I would have eaten nuggets as I was growing up. And I'm sort of going, how can we take vegetables and just make them interesting and delicious, whether they're an accompaniment to a steak or whether they're forming the bulk of your plate?
0: Well, talk us through a day in your life. What do you eat for breakfast, snack, lunch, dinner?
1: um like ideally if i'm at home and if i have time because that's the really important thing that i want to emphasize if i'm at home during the winter it's nice to have something kind of warming so what i love to do is maybe leave out soaking overnight so within two or three minutes they can kind of warm up into a porridge i'm a big fan of frozen berries just because of the longer shelf life they're always really convenient to have so i might have um maybe a bowl of porridge I'd add in some plant-based milk to make that kind of creamy I'd top that with hemp seeds uh, maybe some almond or some nut butter and some frozen berries if it's at the weekend if I want something more savory I love a tofu scramble and if you um, play around with that you can add turmeric to it visually it can look exactly like scrambled eggs I love grilled mushrooms and then I just think Ireland now at the moment Just it's like a sourdough heaven. So I'm a big fan of just really, really good bread, some nice olive oil, salt, pepper, uh, mushrooms on toast. And then for lunch, if I'm completely honest, I'm a big fan of bulk cooking on a Sunday. I always say cook once each two or three or four times, because you know, your pots take the same amount of time to wash up whether you make one meal or a couple. So I'll always bulk cook. And so my lunch is typically kind of leftovers. Like yesterday I was giving um a demonstration in a university We made a lovely lentil bolognese. I always bring a container and I take some home with me. So lunch is typically pretty quick. And then dinner might be a stir fry, some vegetables. I love a bit of hummus with it as well. And throughout the day, I always like to have some sort of like a chocolatey snack. (laughs) Again, vegan treats are a great thing to kind of just bulk make up and kind of just have to hand.
0: Yeah, look, it all sounds delicious. And and you mentioned there about the universities because you have done a lot of collaborations this yes. year with various organizations where you're helping them introduce plant-based, delicious plant-based dishes into their, their offering in, in places where there's a lot of people working, for example, contract kitchens where they might not expect to have those options available.
1: Yeah, I am working with Compass as their ambassador and they have some incredible uh, targets. And one of the ways that we are working towards that is reducing um, the amount of animal proteins. But the key thing is, is that you can't just, again, as I said, act in a reductive way. It's if we are integrating more plant forward meals, how can we make them delicious? And I suppose what I'd like to think is I come in actually saying, hang on, I actually am vegan. I know how to look at a plate and make sure that it is delicious. So I come in with recipes that I've tested, whether it is on family members, um, and it's about bringing that energy and enthusiasm into a canteen. So say for example, yesterday, I was working in a university and I took over a counter that typically would where people would get their wraps. And whilst there might be some people kind of going, oh, why you know, where are the wraps? They'll be back tomorrow. But for today, can we introduce you to a lentil balnaise? And I'm all for like making sure that people feel satisfied. So it's lovely to have you know a few interesting toppings, like maybe let people add a bit more heat or spice or savory elements to dishes. So it's to get the vegan food exciting. And um, for some people, that might be the first time they ever try a vegan meal. I would know they come in with preconceptions and traditional views of food. So it's really, really, really important to me that we get that right. Of all the dishes
0: that you make, which one is the most popular with friends and family?
1: Do you know, I'm all for comfort, familiar, easy, practical dishes. And I have a recipe for shepherd's pie. The base of it is lentils. Lentils are really interesting because gram per gram, they contain more protein than beef. They're also really cost effective. They have a really long shelf life. So even if people wanted to introduce more lentils in place of uh, mince in a recipe once or twice a week, that's a great way of still maintaining the protein. But dramatically reducing the cost and also the efficiency in a kitchen because you can bulk buy ingredients like that so as i said i have a great it's a shepherdless pie so the base is full of lentils um you have lots of red onion in there and then also you add in one for texture and then miso and tamari kind of form that really nice kind of salty umami flavor and then you just add a mash on top and then to make it a little bit more special if you have truffle oil that's really nice and if you've some bread that's about to turn doing a quick kind of a breadcrumb just adds a gorgeous crunch but what i love about that dish is that you can make it and it's actually better the next day it freezes really well and i always think with food is how can we be our own best friends how can we support ourselves how can we come home from a really busy day and go, okay, and the time it would take to dial a takeaway and for that to come up, what can I pull out of the freezer and throw into the oven? And if I can do that with plant-based food, then I feel that it's a success. I'm not a huge fan of um, things that are too fussy or too complicated, or in my opinion, kind of pretentious. I like simple, honest, wholesome food that happens to be plant-based. And I
0: said earlier about, you have a number of recipes there on your website. But the other thing that you do is you have a monthly cooking club. And I think this is a brilliant resource for somebody who maybe like a student who is plant based or a parent at home that is cooking for a vegan child. So um, tell us about that, because I think it's a great gift, a Christmas gift as well.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, well, how that began was during COVID. um, I moved a lot of my classes to online. And then what I started to realise was that. Uh, dependent on their lifestyle people weren't necessarily able to watch the classes live so I started to record them and basically I formed this kind of huge database of all of the classes I have done over the past three years and what I've done is I've created on my website holly.e a membership portal and there is over 150 recipes and I've also given nutritional information on the recipes as well because it can be quite hard to find that for vegan recipes of all the tips and articles um. That supported me on my journey, like simple things, like you know, what are the cupboard staples that you need to have. And uh, once people are signed up as members, once a month they get one pre-recorded class and a perfect recipe. Because I suffer from overwhelm, and I don't like even if there's too much choice on a menu, I want one thing done perfectly well and I want to be able to watch it in under 20 minutes so once people are subscribed they have access to the whole back catalogue but every month I pick something that I'm loving but I'm turning to time and time again and I feel is one of those bulletproof recipes and I send people out that recipe alongside a video that they can watch in under 20 minutes at their leisure and the idea is is that I hope um you know we all have cookbooks that we buy and I feel if you get one or two recipes out of it that you turn to time and time again that's a good purchase and that's what I want to give people is one recipe a month that they go, do you know what? My friend's coming over. That's what I'm making. Um, that's the kind of food that I love is I like practical, easy things. And I'd say your friends love coming to visit for dinner. They do. They do. It's very gratifying, actually, because again, when I kind of became vegan, I was worried about being isolated. And I think it's really important for people to have a sort of a social flexibility with this lifestyle. Like there's been times that I've sat with my friends in restaurants, literally kind of eating a plate of chips and the offering is very poor, but the conversation, the chat is so nourishing. And I think food is a way that we all come together. So whilst, Some restaurant offerings wouldn't necessarily have been great. I'm very grateful also that my friends love coming over and um, there's been times when I've had kind of busy shoots and I'll invite friends and family to come over and it's just so gratifying to see people taste and enjoy the food. Um, It's also another thing that I love. Um, I work with the Marion Hotel and what I love there is we create dedicated plant-based options but they sit alongside the traditional options and sometimes I go in and I might see a table and let's say for example it's a special occasion maybe a communion or a confirmation and you've different age groups but I love seeing whoever is eating the plant-based options sitting alongside everyone else so it's about just integrating plant-based options out into the world not isolating them and when you are going out for dinner do you phone ahead to let a restaurant know that you're vegan a hundred percent um at the heart of it i believe veganism is about kindness it's about kindness in the choices that you make and kindness for the environment and i i think it's not kind to turn up into a restaurant that typically does not cater to vegans and expect or assume that they will have something for you i will always let a place know in advance funnily enough um myself and my friends, we always have a girl's kind of a Christmas dinner and we booked months ago, but where we ended up going is a steakhouse. And I emailed them and I let them know. And I said, if you want recipes, you know, I'm really happy to support because for me, you know, being out with my friends is really important, but I will always let a venue know. Um, And I think it's also really important to just, you know, be aware that if you ask a place to cater to you, honor that because again I remember working in one restaurant and they said are you actually a vegan and I said yes and he said I had four vegans book in for a wedding he said I made a special menu and they all had fillet steak so you know I think there's an integrity piece that's really important to me as well in that I don't expect anyone to make an effort for me unless I'm going to honor that
0: and I'm dying to know what the steakhouse made for
1: you well it's happening on the 16th so we will find out um will but you know what as i said like it's never used this as an excuse to isolate for me it's all about how can i bring vegan food out into the world and that's what i'm really really passionate about
0: well i think you're doing a brilliant job holly anybody that has an interest in it or wants to even explore being vegan more should definitely go to your website holly.ie and as I said, the Cooking Club, brilliant Christmas gift for anybody that is, you know, not just for vegan um, people, but also for people that are maybe catering for a vegan in their life. Um, it is definitely a great a great stock and filler. So um, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for, for taking the time. Have a lovely Christmas and we might catch up in January to find out
1: what you have at the steakhouse. I know, I know. I'm looking forward to it, but you know what? It's going to be great.
0: You're listening to The Best Possible taste on West Limerick 102FM.